0: something we hope you'll really like. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Hi, hello, and welcome, everyone. This is Locked on ACC. It is Wednesday, April 29th, 2020. Calling a bit of an audible today. If you've been listening the last few days, you know that we've gone over ACC schedules coming up for this fall and kind of looked ahead at what we can expect this fall. It occurs to me that we've not gone over the ACC players selected in the NFL draft this past weekend. So we'll take a little bit of time today and go over those players that the ACC had selected in the draft. Have no fear. If you're a Georgia Tech fan, we will still preview Georgia Tech's schedule. We'll just do it Friday So be sure to check out Friday's program for a breakdown of the Yellow Jackets in 2020. But for now, we'll take a look at the NFL Draft and how it impacts the ACC. Before we get into that, you can contact the program if you'd like. We are at LockedOnACC on Twitter. You can email the program LockedOnACC at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter. I am at SportsMatters. So today, we'll take a look at the 27 players selected from the ACC in the NFL Draft. Also, some undrafted free agents that now have gigs. No random impromptu concerts from people's living rooms. No 15-minute interviews about the coronavirus. All just draft pick breakdown. So let's start with the first player the ACC had selected, and it's pretty much the first player that everybody who covers this league or even follows this league figured would be selected. That being Clemson, superstar, The positionless wonder, Isaiah Simmons, selected 8th in the draft by the Arizona Cardinals. To the dismay of many Carolina Panther fans, Simmons, 6'4", 238 pounds. He really came on this year as a redshirt junior. 67 solo tackles, 37 assisted, 104 total, 16.5 of those for loss. Simmons recorded 8 sacks, picked off 3 balls. Just a big overall year for Isaiah Simmons in another strong year for the Clemson Tigers. Simmons, for his three-year Clemson career, 148 solo tackles, 90 assisted, 238 overall, 28.5 of those for loss. He had 11 sacks, and you see why I mentioned he kind of came on this year. He had eight sacks this year and 11 total for three years at Clemson. A lot of the knock on Simmons was that He didn't really have a spot that he could be a safety. He could be a linebacker. He could kind of play all over the place. So people use that as justification for not selecting Simmons. For me, if I'm looking at rebuilding a team, particularly at this point in the draft, I'm looking for the best player. Simmons was probably one of the top two or three defensive players. So Simmons goes to the Arizona Cardinals. He'll be reunited with former Clemson player Nuke Hopkins. That'll be a fun team to watch. Makai Becton selected next. Went to the New York Jets, number 11. I actually talked to to my friends over at Locked On Giants, and I mentioned that Becton could go to the Giants at four. I think a lot of people were kind of surprised when he didn't get picked there he slipped all the way to 11 so he goes to new york i was kind of right just not to the giants Becton, a 6 foot 7 364 pound tackle if you heard the locked on nfl mock draft you heard my comments about beckton he's a massive massive offensive tackle he's a kid with a lot of upside a lot of projectability a kid who's incredibly mobile for someone who's 67 364 there was a lot of knock on him coming into the draft about, well, he had a drug test flagged, and he likes to cook more than he likes to play football, and all this, that, and the other. The Jets needed a tackle to protect that offensive line. They got one. Beckton, there's some knock on him about possibly not being the greatest pass protector when you're that size, though. Pretty much all you have to do is stand there and be a pass protector. He's got good technique, Part of the question will be whether you can tie him up, up top, or whether you can get around him quickly. His first step will be huge, particularly when he's dealing with some of the faster defensive ends. We'll see how that works out at the NFL level, but a solid offensive line selection by the New York Jets. AJ Terrell from Clemson, the next selection out of the ACC, 16th overall, he goes to the Atlanta Falcons, he's 6'1", 195, another three-year starter at Clemson. This past season, 34 tackles, half of one for a loss, half of a sack, picked off two passes. Terrell is another one of these that's a projectable player, though. For his career, 101 tackles, six interceptions, 160 yards, and a touchdown. And he's a guy who instantly, in a pass-happy division with Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Teddy Bridgewater, he makes that Falcons defense more credible, particularly in the defensive backfield. T. Higgins starts off the second round selections for the ACC. He went 33rd overall to the Cincinnati Bengals, the Clemson star wideout, 6'4", 216, caught 135 balls in a three-year career at Clemson. This past year, a big year for him. He caught 59 passes just as he had the year prior, caught about the same amount of touchdowns, 12 his sophomore year, 13 this year. However, he broke the 1,000-yard barrier. Higgins went for 1,167 yards this past season. Again, 135 grabs, 2,448 yards for his Clemson career, averaged 18.1 a catch, visited the paint 27 times. That's a pretty nice weapon for Joe Burrow to get as he starts his Cincinnati Bengal career. So Higgins, 33rd to Cincinnati. We waited 19 more picks for another ACC selection, That being Cam Akers of Florida State, the 5'10", 217-pound running back, another three-year starter at the ACC level. Akers, this past year, 231 carries, 1,144 yards, 14 touchdowns, caught 30 passes for 225 yards and four more scores. Akers, for his career, nearly 2,900 yards rushing. He had 27 touchdowns as a Seminole also caught 69 passes for nearly 500 yards and seven more scores. Akers is a nice fit for that Rams offense as they look to replace Todd Gurley in the NFC West. A.J. Dillon, another running back off the board 10 picks later. The Boston College star goes to the Green Bay Packers. Dillon, 6 feet, 247 pounds, kind of a road grader at running back. Broke the 1,000-yard barrier all three years at BC. He also carried 227 times or greater in all three years. So he has a lot of mileage on him, but he's also a bigger back. Dylan, this past year, 318 carries, 1,685 yards, 14 touchdowns. He also snagged 13 passes. For his career, 845 carries in three years. You see, I mentioned he has a lot of mileage. 845 carries, 4,382 yards, 38 touchdowns. He also caught 21 passes, 236 yards, and two scores. So there's your first two rounds of ACC selections. As we continue here on Locked on ACC, we'll take a look at the remaining rounds and also some of the undrafted free agents. As we take a look back at the ACC selections in the NFL draft, you're listening to Locked on ACC. Back in a minute. Welcome back to more Locked on ACC, April 29th, 2020. I'm Brian Wilmer. I'm your host. We are into round three from ACC selections in the NFL draft this year. 100th overall, you'll find Tanner Muse, another Clemson Tiger. He goes to the Las Vegas Raiders. Muse, a 6'2", 231-pound safety. Guy who took a redshirt year, played five years, counting that redshirt year at Clemson. This past season, 54 tackles, 5.5 for a loss, 1.5 sacks, picked 4 balls. For his career, 191 tackles, 10 for a loss, 3.5 sacks, 7 picks. Muse is an interesting player, very athletic safety. He hits incredibly hard. He's a guy who can kind of play that center field spot for you. He can also come up into that linebacker spot. He could maybe even get into the box and help stop the run. He's a good pick, a good solid pick for that Raider club that could use all the defensive help it can get. Another ACC player went right behind him, number 101 overall, Dalton Keene, the Virginia Tech tight end, becomes a New England Patriot. Keene, 6'4", 253 pounds. He caught 59 passes in his Tech career, 748 yards, 12.7 yards per catch, 8 scores, a lot of that came this past year. He had five scores last year, caught 21 balls. Another ACC player selected very soon after Keen, Number 109 overall, also from Clemson, also to the Las Vegas Raiders, goes mammoth offensive lineman John Simpson, listed at 6'4", 321. I can say from being on the field Next to John Simpson, when he was a state champion for Fort Dorchester High School in South Carolina, he's bigger than that, but that's the way they have him listed. Simpson played the guard spots in college. He could potentially be a tackle. He's got the size to play tackle. He's got the quickness to play tackle. Although, at the guard position, he'll be good in pass protection. He's probably better there because he has a little more time to react, has a little more coverage from the tackle and the center around him as opposed to being kind of out on an island at one of the tackle spots. But he's somebody who'll get coached up. He'll be a solid offensive lineman. He's a good addition to that Raider offense as they look to protect Derek Carr, potentially Marcus Mariota. Charlie Heck, the North Carolina offensive lineman, goes 126 overall in the fourth round to the Houston Texans. Heck, 6'8", 3-11, 3-11, a gigantic man. You'll recall his dad, Andy, former Notre Dame offensive lineman, played in the NFL. Heck has played both tackle positions. He could potentially play both tackle positions in the NFL. He's about the same speed-wise as Becton, not that that matters because tackles don't need to have straight-line speed, but he is very quick. He's got a quick first step. He is incredibly strong in the upper body. He's a good pass blocker, and he's somebody who will help that Houston effort. Another Clemson player off the board right behind him, Kayvon Wallace, the Clemson safety, goes to the Philadelphia Eagles, number 127 overall. Wallace, a 5'11", 205-pound safety, just a hitter. He is a very physical safety. He's a strong safety. He's somebody who, in that NFC East, that bloody smash-mouth NFC East. He provides that edge that you need in that defensive backfield, and he had a big season last year. 72 combined tackles, three for a loss, two sacks, picked off two passes. Again, he's not the biggest guy. He's not Tanner Muse. He's not a 6'2", 231-pound guy like Muse. but he can patrol the field. He can come up, stop the run. He can play slot receivers. He can play tight end. He can stop a lot of guys over the middle because he is a ferocious hitter and solid in coverage. Shaq Quarterman of Miami, next off the board to Jacksonville, number 140 overall, 6'1, 241 pound linebacker. Quarterman, a big year this year 107 total tackles, 15 and a half for loss. He only recorded one sack as opposed to five the year prior, but a pretty effective career for Quarterman at Miami. 356 total tackles. 46.5 for loss, 12 sacks for quarterman as he goes to a Jaguars club just up the state, looking to shore up its defense. That's a solid addition to that defense. Uh, his Miami's teammate, DJ Dallas, goes four selections after that to the Seattle Seahawks, number 144 overall. Dallas, a 5'10, 214 pound running back, three years at Miami, just over 1,500 yards rushing. 17 touchdowns for Dallas. He's also a fairly skilled pass catcher. 28 grabs in three years, 317 yards, 11.3 average per catch. Two touchdowns as well through the air. Dallas is an interesting selection here. He's not necessarily the most proven back, but by that same token, he's not an overworked back. Just 265 carries in his three years at Miami. There's some potential there. For a Seattle club that has gone through running backs right and left, if you're looking for a guy who's potentially developmental, who doesn't have a lot of wear on the tires, Dallas might be your guy there. So, Dallas off the board, number 144 to the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks used their fifth round pick on another ACC player, number 148 overall, Alton Robinson. The defensive end from Syracuse goes to the Seahawks. 6'4, 260 is Robinson. Last year, 46 tackles, 9 for loss, just 4 sacks for Robinson down from the year prior. He had 39 tackles the year prior, 17 for loss, 10 sacks. Three years at Syracuse for Robinson, 115 tackles, 32 for loss, 19 sacks. A very disruptive defensive player, uh, a guy who can potentially be a flex player for them. One of those edge rusher types that NFL coaches have grown to love. Robinson is that guy, and they'll need him in a fairly high-flying division. Joe Reed of Virginia, next, three picks later. He goes to the Los Angeles Chargers in the fifth round, 6'1", 215 pounds for Reed. He's one of these multidimensional players, uh, a guy who came to Virginia as a running back from Charlotte County in Virginia, eventually moved out to the receiver position, also returned kicks at Virginia. Reed's main effort as a running back came his sophomore year. He had 21 carries, 112 yards, and a touchdown, but then became primarily a receiver, and he had his breakout year this past year. 77 grabs, 679 yards, 7 touchdowns for Reed. Uh, Again, also somebody who's explosive in the return game. He can help there. Reed, for his career, 129 catches, 1465 yards, 16 touchdowns, and Reed... Slots in nicely to a Chargers offense that may go with Justin Herbert, may go with Tyrod Taylor, may bring in another guy. That's a nice spot for Joe Reed as he looks to develop and starting his NFL career. Jason Strobridge of North Carolina goes next, number 154, three picks later, to the Miami Dolphins, 6'5", 285. Strobridge, a defensive end, another of these guys that can potentially be that edge rusher. He can slide inside, uh, really... A good fit for this Miami defense. Big year for him last year. 44 tackles, 6 for a loss, 2.5 sacks. He recorded 5 sacks the year prior. 123 tackles for his collegiate career, 22 for a loss, 10.5 sacks. He can play that end position. He can play inside. He can stop the run. Strobridge should bring an interesting dimension to that Miami defense. Bryce Hall, of Virginia. Next off the board, number 158. In the fifth round, Hall, a six-one, two 200 200-pound cornerback, he got hurt this past year, which really muted his production quite a bit. But Hall, even being hurt last year, playing six games, recorded 20 tackles, recorded a sack. For his career, 154 tackles, 9.5 for loss, 4 sacks, 5 picks. He's somebody who brings good size and athleticism to that defensive backfield for the Jets. He may be one of those guys who comes in and starts from day one. The Jets need all the help they can get in that defensive backfield. So we're midway through the fifth round for ACC selections. Still a few more to review. We'll do that coming up. We'll review the remaining ACC selections and some of the key undrafted free agents out there from the ACC schools. You're listening to Locked on ACC. Stay tuned. More in a minute. Hey, friends. Brian here. And if you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. If you love food, you'll love using Postmates. But you'll love them even more right now because you can get food delivered without even leaving the house or opening the door. With everything going on in the world, Postmates created non-contact deliveries. So now, when you order from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside your door. They also have Postmates Pickup, which you can use to order takeout from your favorite local restaurants. Listen up. You need to support your local neighborhood spots right now. You should only order local because it's a great way to support your community. Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi, though. They actually make your life easier by picking up everything you need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping it right outside your door. All you have to do is download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, just download the app and use code Locked On. That's code Locked On for one hundred dollars of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Continuing along here on Locked On ACC, as we look back at the ACC players that have found new NFL homes, we are midway through the fifth round. The next ACC player off the board, Lorel Murchison. A 6'3, 291 pound defensive lineman goes number 174 overall to the Tennessee Titans. Only played two years at state, but had two very effective years as a Wolfpack member. 80 total tackles, 20 for loss, 11 sacks. Another disruptive guy up front. And the Titans will definitely find a place for disruptive guys along that front seven. KJ Osborne, the receiver from Miami, goes to the Vikings. Number 176 overall, six foot, 206 pound Buffalo transfer who ended up at Miami last year. 50 catches, 547 yards, five touchdowns for his career. 146 grabs, 2,037 yards, 17 touchdowns. Osborne goes to a Vikings club that will probably find a use for him early. Again, not the biggest receiver, but he can create separation and he's a reliable catcher. Another of these interesting positionless players off the board a couple of selections later, Justin Strenad of Wake Forest to the Denver Broncos. Stranad, a 6'3", 235-pound linebacker who could do a lot of things. He could stay in that linebacker spot. He could potentially slide over and play safety. He could come up into the box. He can stop the run. He can play tight ends in coverage. He can play slot receivers in coverage. He's a very quick player. Strenad, for his career... 244 tackles, 22 and a half for loss. Also recorded eight sacks in his Wake Forest career. And Denver will likely utilize him at multiple spots on the field and other of these guys that you can kind of move around and play that new hybrid style of football. Justin Heron is Wake Forest teammate. Selected number 195 overall in the sixth round. He goes to New England, a 6'4", 305-pound Offensive lineman. He's a right tackle, but he could potentially move over to that left tackle spot. The Patriots are good at finding these late round offensive line values and just late round values in general, and he's another that fits that mold. Tyler Davis of Georgia Tech, the tight end, the 6'4, 250 pound rambling wreck player, selected number 206 overall in the sixth round by the Jacksonville Jaguars. His career, 64 catches. 648 yards, eight touchdowns, which is not bad in a Georgia Tech offense that only went spread last year. He actually started his collegiate career as a quarterback, then became a wide receiver, then a tight end. So there's still some room for him to become a blocker, but we already know he's very athletic and could potentially slide outside for Jacksonville from time to time and and be another receiver, but will likely be one of those athletic tight end types. The Falcons find a punter in the seventh round. Sterling Hoffrichter of Syracuse, the 5'9", 199-pound punter, selected number 228 overall in the seventh round. Hoffrichter, a kicker and a punter coming into college, became a punter, averaged 43.2 yards for his collegiate career, punted 270 times at Syracuse, and he'll now head south to Atlanta. James Smith-Williams, The NC State defensive end goes to the Redskins, number 229 overall in the seventh round, 6'3", 265 pounds. Another guy who had a menacing junior year, 36 tackles, nine for loss, six sacks, kind of fell off a little bit this year, only played six games. His only full year was as a junior. This year, six games, 20 tackles, one for loss, one sack. For his career, 82 tackles, 12 for loss, eight sacks, but again, only played one full year. So, kind of a developmental guy, but the potential is certainly there. Dane Jackson, the pit corner, goes to the Buffalo Bills, number 239 overall in the seventh round. Six feet, 190 for Jackson. Potentially a ball hawking corner. Uh, also a hard hitter for his career. 149 tackles as a Panther, nine for loss. Recorded a sack and a half, picked off four balls. One would think he'll at least see some time on special teams in Buffalo, if not breaking into that nickel corner, that slot corner position. He has that potential. Jonathan Garvin, the Miami defensive end, number 242 off the board to the Green Bay Packers in the seventh round. Another three-year player at Miami, 106 total tackles in those three years, 29 for loss, 12.5 sacks. He had 5.5 sacks the year prior, 5 this year. So, another potentially disruptive edge rusher late in the draft. He goes to the Packers, one of the few picks with whom their fans seemed legitimately happy. That's another story. And then the last draft selection from the ACC, number 250 overall in the seventh round, Tremaine Ankrum, the Clemson offensive lineman, goes to the Los Angeles Chargers. Ankrum 6'2, 315, which may have been part of the reason why he lasted so long. Just being 6'2", a lot of guys are looking at these taller tackles now. Uh, Ancrum, clearly not that player. But he's somebody who has started a lot of his career at Clemson. He's one of the stalwarts of that offensive line. They lost a lot of offensive linemen this past year. We talked about that on the Clemson program, looking ahead at their 2020 schedule. But Ancrum, solid as a rock. Uh, a guy who can come in, get into that rotation. Even if he doesn't start immediately, he should be a rotational guy for the Chargers at the very least. Some of the free agents who signed deals, Trevon McSwain from Duke goes to the Chicago Bears as an undrafted free agent, 6'6", 285. A defensive lineman, 103 total tackles as a Blue Devil, 14 for loss, 8.5 sacks. North Carolina had several players signed as undrafted free agents, including Antonio Williams, running back, signed with the Buffalo Bills, 5'11", 215 is Williams. Williams transferred to Carolina from Ohio State, logged two years as a Tar Heel rusher, 202 carries for his career, 1,144 yards, 11 touchdowns, a lot of that damage done at Carolina as he transferred from Ohio State. Aaron Crawford, the defensive lineman from North Carolina, 6'2", 290. He's a Baltimore Ravens signee, 128 career tackles, 15.5 for loss, 7 sacks. Miles Dorn, Defensive back goes to the Minnesota Vikings, 6'2", 205. Kind of one of these Swiss Army knife defensive backs who could play all over the place, and they'll need that production if indeed he does get a contract. Dorn for his collegiate career, 240 tackles, 10.5 for loss. Dominique Ross, the linebacker, going to the Giants. Ross, 6'4", 228 pounds. He'll step in and likely... Get a decent look at that linebacker position, 126 career tackles as a Tar Heel, 11 for loss, 4 sacks. Good size, good mobility. He's a guy who could potentially break camp with them. Scotty Washington from Wake Forest, the big wide receiver, 6'5", 225. is a Cincinnati Bengal signee, another big weapon for Joe Burrow. Washington for his collegiate career. Didn't put up gigantic numbers. Caught 110 balls, 1,676 yards, 15.2 a catch, but 13 touchdowns for Washington as a Demon Deacon. Essang Bassey, a cornerback from Wake Forest, goes to the Denver Broncos. Bassey, 5'10", 190 for his collegiate career. 227 tackles, 12.5 for loss. One sack, picked off five balls. Dom Maggio, the Wake punter, goes to the Baltimore Ravens. Maggio, 6'3". 190 Maggio for his collegiate career, 43.7 a punt. Kendall Hinton, the Wake Forest quarterback converted to receiver six feet. 195 goes to the Denver Broncos as an undrafted free agent. Hinton played three years as a quarterback, then played receiver. He's another guy who's one of these interesting projects. His primary year as a receiver, 73 grabs, 1,001 yards four touchdowns, but a guy that you can kind of know what you're getting as a receiver, but still a lot to learn about him. Nate Gilliam guard from Wake goes to the Los Angeles Chargers, 6'5", 300. Never hurts to have a sizable guy along the line and a guy who might break camp with you. Reggie Floyd, the Virginia Tech safety, goes to the Arizona Cardinals as an undrafted free agent, Six feet 222 for Floyd. Another guy who brings the lumber, Very quick defender, very hard hitter. Floyd, for his career, 222 tackles, 14 for loss, a half a sack, picked off five passes. Kendall Coleman, the Syracuse defensive end, goes to the Indianapolis Colts. 6'3", 253 for Coleman, another potential edge rusher, a guy who could possibly also play the linebacker position if you wanted to move him back there. 137 tackles as an Orange player, 26.5 for loss, 15.5 sacks. Romeo Finley. The Miami safety goes to the L.A. Chargers. Finley, 6'1", 213. Four fairly productive years at Miami, although most of his production in the last two. Finley with 95 tackles as a Hurricane 9 for loss. 54 of those tackles and four of them for a loss came in his senior year. Bryce Perkins, the Virginia quarterback, off to the Los Angeles Rams. Perkins, 6'3", 215, a very mobile quarterback, Only played two years at Virginia, but he's also a guy who could potentially switch out to a wide receiver position if you wanted to keep him around. He seems to be a very flexible option. Perkins, for his career at Virginia, 544 of 844, 6,210 yards for Perkins, 47 touchdowns in two seasons. He's also a rushing threat. If you want a multidimensional guy on your roster to potentially run the ball, 439 carries for his collegiate career, 1,692 yards, 20 touchdowns for Bryce Perkins, headed west. The Pittsburgh Steelers signed Trajan Bandy, the Miami cornerback, 5'9", 186, a cornerback who's probably not going to be guarding one-on-one down the sideline, but another of these types that can defend a slot receiver. 90 career tackles, 9 for a loss, 3 sacks, picked off 4 balls, did Bandy as a hurricane, Then the final undrafted free agent to the Seattle Seahawks, Seth Dawkins, the Louisville wide receiver, 6'3", 218 is Dawkins. Dawkins, 94 grabs for his collegiate career, 1,510 yards, just nine touchdowns, though, for Dawkins as a collegiate player this past year, 16 catches, 348 yards, and three scores. Two guys that have yet to sign deals that kind of surprised me, quite frankly, Clemson offensive lineman Gage Cervenka, another veteran guy, uh, a guy who's very crafty, very smart, and very strong. And Eli Handback, the Virginia defensive lineman who proved quite capable playing on the interior of the defensive line, another guy who might be able to slide out a bit, but if you're looking for an interior defender, Handback fits that bill. Surprised those two guys don't have homes as of the time we go to press, but I would imagine both of them end up in a camp somewhere. They're too good really not to. So there's your look back at the 2020 ACC football draftees, guys that signed undrafted free agent deals. As we start to get ready for football, we'll continue back on the schedule analysis this coming Friday, Georgia Tech next on the docket. As always, if you find value in this program, please like, rate, follow, share, and subscribe. We would love it if you would spread the word about this program and about the Locked On Podcast Network. We're doing big things here. We can only continue to do them with your help. So like it, tell your friends, subscribe it, et cetera, et cetera. You can also tweet us. We are at LockedOnACC, LockedOnACC at gmail.com, the email address. You can follow me individually. I am at Sports Matters. Also, while you're at it, tell your smart speaker to play Chad Ford's NBA Big Board, one of the many fine offerings we have here on the Locked On Podcast Network. So until Friday, you've been listening to Locked On ACC. I'm Brian Wilmer. Thanks so much for joining us. And for your support of the program, we'll see you back here Friday as we break down Georgia Tech's 2020 football schedule. Take care, everyone.